guys, this is Thirsty, and I am joined with my lovely co-host. The very hydrated John. <laughs> and this week we also have a special guest. He mm. is the host of Mind Fudge Comedy Podcast and the co-writer of Speak No Evil. What's up, guys? It's Justin. <laughs> this episode is going to be a little bit different. We're not going to do our outlined episode per usual. We are actually going to play a game that I picked up in Dallas. So, as you all... I picked up in Dallas. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that Mr. Corbett picked up in Dallas. <laughs> the feud begins. <laughs> um, but yes, I went to LeakyCon last weekend. It was lots of fun. My critique of it is that for $149 and $349 if you had a Marauder's Pass, I believe that there should be more to offer. It was a very expensive con for what it was. Yes. It was um, a little bit bigger than some of the smaller cons I've been to. If you're a Harry Potter fanatic, I think you'll enjoy it. If you're somebody that doesn't go to a lot of cons and don't really know what to expect, but you love Harry Potter, you would enjoy it. Um, but pretty much every single vendor that was there there had exclusively Harry Potter stuff. There was no comics. There was no pop culture. There was no anything. It was all Harry Potter. So if you love that world, you know, it might be worth it. But for the general con goer, this is probably one you could skip. It, it doesn't bother me that much that it had all Harry Potter, but it was the fact that the, the, the vendor hall was so small. I mean, it was probably one of the small vendor halls that I've been to, and we've been to a lot of cons. I mean, for, for being a big con and for being that price, they weren't even taking up an entire hall of that convention center, um, maybe like half of a hall, uh, which is incredibly small. You know, typically if you go to a con like that, it's like $60 for the weekend. This was 150 for the weekend, and they didn't have any special shows going on. They didn't have any, like, entertainment involved in the convention. I mean, I was expecting for the price there to be a lot more people in costume that were actually there for the con doing pictures, some kind of stage show. Um, The thing that I was looking forward to most was the butterbeer. Because, like, you know, if you've been to Universal Studios Harry Potter, uh, it's pretty good, the butterbeer. But you can't really get it anywhere else. And I was thinking, since this is an official Harry Potter convention, they'd have some. But we get there, there's one teeny tiny rinky-dink vendor in the, the outer annex selling it along with frozen lemonade. Uh, and there was a line you know, a mile long, yes. people trying to get it. And then you get it, and it's not even butterbeer. It's just like some kind of cream soda icy. It and tasted like an off cream soda. It gave us all the runs. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was not good. It upset everybody's stomach. And uh, Wow, I'm glad I stayed at work. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, but I mean, it was great running into some of our friends that were running their booths there. Um, other friends that worked with press. All in all, we had fun actually touring Dallas. Yeah, we, we went to several different comic shops. Uh, we went to Keith's Comics and Zeus Comics. Uh, we checked out... We checked out Dallas Vintage Toys. That's definitely a place to check out. They have a really cool museum in the back that's pretty much... Every action figure you could ever think of from the mm. 80s. Uh, yes. And, and they're all, like, pristine condition in their yes. boxes. I mean, the back room had to be worth, like, several hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> it was pretty cool, though. It was a nice little walk down memory lane. We checked out the Epic Madness Games and Comic Shop. The place is huge. That place is huge. So, we're huge board game lovers. And this place had literally five aisles of board games. Yeah. They had almost every board game ever made. It was massive. <laughs> um, but the game that we are going to play today is House of Danger, and we picked it up at Common Ground Games. Well, this is a, a choose-your-own-adventure game. Yes. 
Um, if, if you remember from the 80s, there were those books, Choose Your Own Adventure, and you'd, you'd read like part of the story, and it would say, what do you do? Do you go down Tunnel A or Tunnel B? And then it would say, if you're Tunnel A, go to this page. If you're Tunnel B, go to this page. And the story would unfold based on the choices that you made. Uh, so somebody liked that idea and turned it into a game. And this one's actually made by Z-Man Games. Uh, it was debuted at Gen Con this year. We stumbled upon it at Common Games. And then uh, that night, we had a couple of our friends come back to our hotel room. And the thing is broken up into five chapters. And they say each chapter should take an hour. Uh, we played the entire game in four hours. <laughs> <laughs> it was intense. It was intense. And it's it's a lot of fun. I don't know if we're going to get through the whole thing today, but we'll probably break it up into chapters and then and then do it, right? What we're going to do is we are going to release this game chapter by chapter. So we have five chapters, and that will break into five episodes. Okay, sounds good. So the object of the game, you are an aspiring detective and psychic investigator. For weeks, you have experienced recurring nightmares that you sense might be important. Your mission is to get to the bottom of these visions. You will decide how to move through the story as a group. The story is divided into five chapters, each of which will be played in a single session. So there's a, there's a little board game that comes with it. There's a psychic scale in the board game, and there's a danger meter. Uh, different cards that we find will affect our psychic level and our danger, and we'll move them up and down depending on uh, what we find in the game. So we're starting at a danger level of three. The board actually has an image on the other side. And this is the psychic nightmare you've been having. So we have two minutes to look over this and try to figure out any kind of clues we can, anything we might need to remember for the future of the story. So starting now, two minutes. We won't make you guys wait while we watch. What do you see, John? This reminds me of a bad acid trip I had back it, in the 90s. It really does. Okay, so right now <laughs> there is a golden frog, okay? We have a saber. We have some whirling water. We have what looks like a cooler. Some trash. That's a block of ice. That's a block of ice. Is that a block of ice? And there's yes. lockers. There there's lockers with slime coming out of them. And you a got spider aunt, web. And you got Aunt May in the background here. <laughs> I think it's a butler of some sort. It's a doctor or something. There are like tubes, like science tubes in the back, and a spider web. And then there's also a house, a very retro, weird looking house in the background. And then the how um, cameras all over on both walls. Those, are, Those lockers. are lockers. Okay, they look yes. like... I don't have my glasses, so that's what they look like to <laughs> and me. And then there's also <laughs> three lights. Two are red and one is green. And then what's on the side? There's like a barrel of something. A sink. Yeah, there's uh, a sink. Box. Some gas. A, a can. Just trash. Just trash. <laughs> just trash. It's just a bunch of trash A bag stuff. of trash. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's it. Do you guys see anything else that could be useful? Well, it looks like there might be, there's a screen over here on the side, and more trash and old CRT monitor, that's what it looks like to me. Oh. Okay. Very good eye. Okay. Oh, yeah, I get like three inches of the thing, I can see it. <laughs> well, let's get started then. The story the story's broken up into chapters, and each chapter is a pile of cards. We have to keep this cover card on top so nobody accidentally reads anything from what's coming before. Uh, I'll get things started with the first card. And then we'll clockwise go around and tell our parts of the story. Ooh, story tag. Chapter one, The Grounds. It's a Tuesday morning in late June, and you wake up in a cold sweat. The nightmares came again last night. Even though you are an aspiring detective and psychic investigator, you haven't been able to make sense of the haunting dreams you've had these past few weeks. In your dreams, you keep seeing the same spooky house. You're still shivering under the covers when you hear the phone ring downstairs in your basement. That's where you have your combination office and research laboratory. You dash down to the lab and answer it. I need, I need, a weak voice says when you pick up the receiver. I need your help. You hear a loud click and the phone goes dead. 
but you were prepared. While the caller was talking, you activated your high-speed telephone tracing device. It instantly displays the caller's number, 555-7259. You call back the number right away, but there's no answer. After consulting the tall stack of reverse phone books behind your desk, you were disappointed to learn the number is unlisted. You sense that the phone call is somehow related to your nightmares. Later, while at the Hedgebrook police station to return a night scope that you borrowed for a recent stakeout, you described a mysterious phone call and continued on story card one. Your reoccurring dreams to your friend, Sergeant Morrison. That call does sound strange, he says. We'll look into it. And about that house in dreams, a voice says from the hallway. I wonder if you're dreaming about the Marsden house out on Hedgebrook Road. Detective Murphy sticks his mustached face into the room. Modern house, ornate gate? That sounds like the Marsden place all right, says Sergeant Morrison. Strange things are reported to happen out there. Detective Murphy takes a puff on his pipe. The place is haunted, he says. I know it sounds unprofessional, but I've had a file on the Marsden house for years, and I'm sure of it. He waves a folder in front of your eyes, and a phone number written on the front jumps out at you. It matches the one from your mysterious phone call. So the call is related to your nightmares. Your psychic sense was right. Draw clue 26 to discover your goal. Okay, so what you do is you stick your goal right there on the top. Uh, we already have starter pack kits right here. We have a bottle of water. Discard at any time to lower danger meter by three. And this, it raises up your fight power by one. So you add this to the dice whenever you roll. Okay. Back at home, you grab a bottle of water and your trusty pocket knife, preparing for a new investigation. Half an hour later, you stand before the Marsden residence, which appears exactly as it did in your nightmares. The house's futuristic look is a strange contrast to the antiquated appearance of the stone wall and the wrought iron gate, which is locked shut and wrapped in steel chains. Even though the air is balmy, a chill travels down your spine. The gathering clouds on the horizon hint at a brewing summer thunderstorm. If you search the wall for a way in, go to story card 13. If you climb the gate, go to story card 7. What do you guys think? Wall or gate? I like climbing a lot. <laughs> if you climb, you know, you're kind of putting yourself out there. But if, if it's you, right there. Yeah, but if you go through go, go through the gate, you could get, you know, a nasty cut on one of those jagged things that are there on the gate, you know, nails. So, so you want to climb the gate to get cut? It's what happens. I'm going to take the wall. So, okay, I thought you said you wanted to take the gate. Okay, so you want to go look at the wall. Yes, we're going to stare at the wall. Okay, let's search the wall. Okay, let's search the wall. So we're going to go to card number 13. Ooh, my turn. Moving along the mossy stone wall that surrounds the property, you come across a jagged opening created by fallen rocks. It's just big enough for you to squeeze through. Once on the other side of the wall, you find yourself standing in a cobblestone plaza surrounded by marble and bronze figures. Most of the sculptures depict men gazing off into the distance as if pondering the deeper meaning of it all. But at the edge of the courtyard is a monumental statue of a man atop a muscular steed. To your right, a stony pathway leads away from the statuary and into the picturesque garden where topiary bushes have been trimmed into whimsical shapes. If you inspect the statue of a man on the horse, go to story card 4. If you walk towards the topiary bushes, go to story card 15. I suggest we check out the statue. Yeah, I think statue as well. Statue? Okay. What card is that? That four. is number four. Okay. The horseman is a dashing, bearded Civil War soldier, his bronze face stoic. He holds out a cavalry saber towards the brooding sky. 
The sword's edge glints in the weak sunlight that penetrates the thickening clouds above. The sword looks almost new. At the base of the statue is a plaque that proclaims this as a memorial to Henry Marsden. The plaque reads, Henry Marsden, born 1839, died 1887. General in the Union Army during the Civil War. Severely wounded at the Battle of Shiloh in 1862. Appointed warden of Hedgebrook Prison in 1880. To your left is the entrance to a hedge maze. To your right is a grain picket fence with a rickety wooden gate. You can see two stone angel statues and beyond them a cemetery. We have an optional challenge. We can search the monument's base, or we can climb the statue to examine the saber. Let's examine the saber. I do like this climbing. Right. <laughs> Let's go for the saber. It's a climbing challenge, so we roll. I got a three, which I needed to beat it. Uh, we draw clue number two. Clue number two is a cavalry saber. The saber comes loose in your hands. It's heavy and quite sharp. Your psychic senses tell you that this is an important item. You can keep this item. Move forward two spaces on the psychic scale and finish story card four. So we have one more item in our inventory. If we want to enter the hedge mage, we go to story card number 12. If we want to visit the cemetery, we go to story card 21. I'm not big for cemeteries because they're full of, like, you know, dead people. <laughs> and people that like dead people. Okay, okay, okay. But with the creaky fence, it's creaky. I mean... You know, we could check the cemetery out. Well, hedge mazes are just as dangerous as cemeteries. Right. Yeah, but it's, a, the, it's a maze. <laughs> but it's still made of plants. You just go busting through that no, thing like no, the Kool-Aid man. There, there, no, there is like, <laughs> there is like, what you call it, branches and stuff. You can't run through that. You, you can power your way through anything with <laughs> yeah. the power of thought and prayer. <laughs> I think we should go through the cemetery. Uh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Justin. Um. I kind of want to see the hedge maze this time. Okay. Yes! Okay. Dead people. Okay. The first time we played this, we took the cemetery okay. route, so I'm okay. going to see hedge maze this okay. time. Okay, okay, okay. So go to, to card number 12. Okay. The hedge maze is massive. Its thick hedge walls are twice as tall as you, but don't seem stable enough to climb. So you'll have to solve the labyrinth the old-fashioned way. You take a deep breath to steady your nerves and head through the maze's entrance. If you go left, draw clue number 9. If you go right, draw clue number one. Um, I always go left. I always go left, too. Well, I usually say always go right, but no one believes me, so we're going left. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to draw clue number nine. You turn and follow a path deeper into the maze. You feel like you're going in the right direction. If you go left, draw clue 11. If you go right, draw clue 12. Uh, Let's go right this time. I'll do that, too. Yeah, sure. I'm just going to follow the leader here on this one. (laughs) Okay. Clue number 12. You feel like you might be getting close to the end of the maze. To go left, draw clue 13. To go right, clue 14. Um, I'm going to say right again. You go right, you're going further back into the maze. I say go left. I want to see if there's, like, something in the middle of this labyrinth here. Is there a minotaur? I don't know. There probably might be. I mean, do you want to (laughs) die? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I'm secretly shaggy and they think there's something scary outside that's okay. why I go hiding. You know what? We have two rights. We'll see how it goes, okay? We're gonna we're gonna do clue fourteen. We died a lot the first time we played this. <laughs> we did. <laughs> clue fourteen. You think you'd be better at this by now. Raise danger meter by two and draw clue thirteen. We're gonna die. <laughs> Something's going wrong. Where's Scooby when you need him? <laughs> Clue 13. 
finally you see it. The end of the maze. Go to story card 18. Nice. See, Shaggy's powers proved right. <laughs> you finally come to the end of the hedge maze. It's exit toward a pool house. Hmm. A short stone pedestal stands in front of you with a metal lockbox on top. Perhaps someone wants to reward you for navigating the, the cursed maze, though the whole thing does seem suspicious. Looking toward the pool house, you see its door is barely hanging from its hinges. There's also a gate that leads, you assume, directly to the pool. And apparently there's a free action to see if the lockbox is open. Would you like to draw clue three? Yes, let's draw clue three. We died. <laughs> we trapped. You did, you did. <laughs> clue three. Hey, it's a trunk key. Not only is the lockbox open, but inside you find a key to a trunk. Your psychic senses tell you that this is an important item. Key this item, move forward two spaces on the psychic scale, and finish story card 18. Nice. Holding up that inventory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alright. Who wants to go to the pool house, or you walk through the gate to check out the pool? Which would you rather do? Pool house or pool? What do you say, John? Well, there's death and death. <laughs> One's by wonderful <laughs> hugging of water into your lungs. There might be something next to the pool. Hopefully something cute. Or there's the pool house where it's the door was barely hanging on. It's dilapidated, which means spooky spook. And Ghost. something cute can still be in it, no, too. No, no, no. Let's go to the pool. I say go to the pool. Okay, fine. We're going to go to the <laughs> pool. We need story card 23. Okay. <laughs> it's obvious that nobody has cleaned this pool in ages. The water is a murky green, and the surface is littered with leaves and branches. Ripples pulse outward from the center of the pool. Out of nowhere, you hear a commotion. You look around and wonder if it's coming from inside the pool house nearby. Then you see movement on top of the gazebo in the distance. Someone, or something, is engaged in the struggle up there. Maybe they need your help. Then again, if you offer assistance, you might end up needing help yourself. Optional challenge, investigate the ripples in the pool. Uh, do you guys want to see what the ripples are? Yeah. It's probably something breathing. Or trying to breathe. Or not breathing. Let's do it. One. What the fuck? We, we fail. We drowned? Uh, <laughs> we, we raised the danger meter by two, and we can try again. So I'll try again. A two. Fail. We move it up two more. Oh my god! <laughs> no, don't, don't do it again! We'll try again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a five. We beat it. Okay. Uh, give me clue number eight. It could be important. You don't know. You walk down the steps into the water and see what's making the waves. A strange, worrying metal sphere, slightly bigger than a softball. You impulsively grab it. The sphere vibrates in your hand. There are two buttons on it. You press one, but nothing happens. You press the other button. The sphere continues to vibrate. Instinctively, you press both buttons at the same time. The, the sphere stops moving and begins to glow. Draw clue number 21. It's a bomb. You're lucky it's something. <laughs> or it could be candy. Worrying metal sphere. Your psychic senses tell you that this is an important item. Keep this item. Move forward three spaces on the psychic scale. Finish story card 23. See, so it worked out. Did it, though? <laughs> Did it, Justin? <laughs> uh, so now we have an option of going to the pool house or going straight to the action at the gazebo. Action at the gazebo. I want to see what the fuck's happening. We're going to get shot. You know um, this. You know what? Um, I'm a privileged white person, so I have to insert myself on all drama. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to 
I see it. Um, I'm gonna. I'm okay, gonna... you know what's, what's interesting you know, about yeah. this? I am minority. I will die, and nobody will investigate. This, this game. This game is called the House of Danger, not the Gazebo of Danger. <laughs> A gazebo is a house. <laughs> but a pool house is more of a house. <laughs> no, that's just a place that has... Okay, yeah, you're right. Let's go to the gazebo. Let's go to the gazebo. I don't want to get splashed uh, in the face with acid. <laughs> gazebo is story card number nine. You sprint to the gazebo, practically pushed along by the winds that are picking up. A light sprinkling of rain spatters the ground as you run. You make it to the shelter of the structure, and the mayhem occurring above you on the roof increases in intensity. Who is up there, and what are they doing, you wonder? You notice a driveway about 20 feet along. If you are level 2 or higher on the psychic scale, draw clue 27. We are. So we are going to have clue 27. <laughs> okay, so in clue 27, we have a picture of a door and some blue light coming from it. That's blue? That looks ominous. He's colorblind. I always forget John's colorblind. And blind without my glasses. <laughs> wow, this actually looks something from Something Wicked This Way Comes. Right? Ooh, the doorknob is actually has a symbol on it. Does it? Yes, it does. No, wait, let me see. Yeah, two circles. It's That's a doorknob. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you climb to the top of the gazebo, go to story card 10. If you run to the driveway, story card 30. You know what? Um, uh, I'm going to say let's check out what's going on. I mean, we came this far over to the gazebo. Exactly. We might as well see what's up. And exactly. we haven't died, and we have that big shiny ball. Mm-hmm. So story card 10. And an ominous door. You stand on the gazebo's railing, steadying yourself by gripping an ornate post holding up the roof. The rumbling above sounds and feels frightening. Where are you getting yourself into? Reluctant to barge into the middle of the situation, you raise yourself just enough for a peek and discover that there's no one on the gazebo roof. The commotion is actually a large satellite dish broken into three pieces. The big, jagged fragments are still connected to the base by wires, and the violent winds are spinning them in a circle with great force, flailing wildly like an angry octopus. The satellite dish almost hits you in the face. You might be able to grab a piece zooming by. Required challenge! Attempt to grab a piece of the satellite dish? Win! Draw clue 22. Lose! Draw clue 17. And our danger meter is It's at 5. Up. Yes, Justin. It's at 5. <laughs> I have the magical dice. Do we, though? <laughs> do you Can trust it? get a 5 or a 6. You can do it. Do you trust the Mexican powers? You've got 33% chance. Blow on this white girl. <laughs> there you go. We died! We died. <laughs> yeah, we, we just lose. We go to the next clue. 17. We get yeah. smacked in the face. Your fingertips graze a piece of the satellite dish, but you can't quite grab it. You reach too far, lose your balance, and tumble from the gazebo and down a short hill. We're never going to get that far. <laughs> your confusion from the fall slowly subsides, and you hear the sound of the beautiful violin nearby. You stumble off in the direction of music. Raise danger meter by two. So, one, two. So, we're back at level three, and we have to reduce our, our psychic leader seven. to level two, number eight, or just number eight. All right, and the next story card is number 17. You move further and further towards the hypnotic sound of the distant violin, which is oddly calming and uplifting, even as the winds increase around you. <laughs> you notice that there's a driveway up in the distance, but before you get there, you arrive at a horse stable with an open gate. Inside, sitting on a stool, is the source of the violin music. A chimpanzee playing his heart out, a soulful expression on his face. 
The chimp is fully committed to the music. You have never heard such an emotional performance. It's beautiful. There's a picture of him. Oh, wow. That is um, very terrifying. If you leave the stable and run to the driveway, go to story card 30. If you tiptoe through the gate to experience the full power of the performance, go to story card 24. I said we go to the driveway because I don't want my face eaten off by a monkey. Right, so we're probably concussed right now, so we don't know what's going on. I This monkey, you know, he looks scary AF, and I don't want to mess with these chimpanzees. And they eat faces. Beautiful music. No, it's not. It's concussed. <laughs> we are concussed. We could just be hearing stuff that is not even there, sir. So I'm saying that we go to the driveway. Yes, away from the face-eating monkey. You guys are going to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> what card is it? 30. Chapter 1, Goal Achieved. You appear in a driveway which leads you to the mansion's entrance. On the door is a plaque that reads Marston and a large crystal door knocker, which seems newer than everything else on the front of the building. You knock loudly, many times, but there is no answer. The storm is really picking up now. You try the doorknob and are surprised to find that the door is unlocked. You've been lucky enough so far, but you wonder if you've missed something. Before you enter the house, you look back. You can see a few clear paths. One leads towards statuary, another to a small cemetery. Two more paths stretch out towards a watery ditch with the gate and the house's luxurious pool. You could go back to explore if you want. So, do you guys want to explore? I'm game. I'm game. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... We can head back to the statuary. The thing is, we've played this once before, so we know that getting items is actually really important for the storyline. So it's it's a good idea to like go back and explore some yes. of the areas we missed to try to get other items. So we've already been to the statuary. We have not been to the cemetery. We have not been to the ditch. But we have been to the pool. So do you want to go to the cemetery or the ditch? Let's go to the ditch. Yeah, I say ditch. Too. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's go to story card number 26. Maybe the monkey's there, too. Maybe. Maybe. My turn. You land in the ditch, splashing in the shallow fridge water. At this point, you notice a large grate ahead of you, which partially blocks the entrance to a dark cement culvert that the water flows into. You bend over, you can walk under the lower rim of the grate and enter the culvert. You then see a small piece of paper drifting by you in the water. You might be able to grab it if you act fast. Let's grab the paper. <laughs> um, it looks like a Dungeon and Dragons map. <laughs> nice. What's the what's the back say? Uh, the back says optional challenge. Grab the paper. If you win, draw clue nineteen. Lose, raise danger meter by one. So roll that dice. I get to roll the dice. What do I have to beat? Anything other than a three. A six. six. We grab the paper. Clue it's what? Clue nineteen. It is a hedge maze map. Well, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> <laughs> the paper looks like a map to the hedge maze. Your psychic senses tell you that this is an important item. Yeah. Since <laughs> it, we already went through the maze and got out. It was an important item. <laughs> Keep this item, move forward one space on the psychic scale, and finish card 26. So we have a map to something we've already been to. <laughs> <laughs> Along the side of the ditch is a dusty path leading to what appears to be an elaborate hedge maze. Wow. <laughs> I feel like we've been here before. You we know have. what? I think so. <laughs> so, do you want to go to the hedge maze again? Now we have a map to the place we've been at before? Or do you want to enter the culvert? 
Yeah, let's yeah. do the culvert. Okay, we go to story card 28. You creep through the darkness and find the cement walls end as natural stone and earth begin. Occasional, vents to the surface let in just barely enough light to see by. Ahead of you glimpse the warm firelight of torches. You come to a fork in the tunnel, lit by the dancing flames. One tunnel descends deeper and is half filled with water. You could swim through it, but you can't see where the tunnel leads or how far it goes. Another tunnel looks partially caved in. Tiny clumps of earth periodically fall from the ceiling as you approach this tunnel, and several of the supports that hold the walls up have gaping cracks in them. If you dive into the water-filled tunnel, go to 22. If you explore the partially collapsed tunnel, go to 16. Mole people. That's what's down there. <laughs> what do you guys want to do? Uh, let's go to the water. I'm Hispanic. We like to swim. Okay, I'm down with the, I'm down with the water. So story card 22. We're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> We haven't yet, <laughs> remarkably. Yeah, right? We died on, like, the third card the first time we played this. <laughs> <laughs> Mustering all the courage you can, you dive into the watery tunnel. There is just enough room in the tunnel above the water for you to lift up your head between strokes and take a breath. Eventually, the tunnel drops lower and lower until it's completely submerged underwater. You hold your breath, dive down, and look around. After about 30 feet, the tunnel opens up to a bigger body of water, a pond or pool, with sunlight beaming into it. You pop up for air. Well, I've come this far, you think. You're ready to chance it. You take a deep breath and dive back down. You get 10 feet in, 15 feet in, 25 feet in. Just as you're about to exit the underwater tunnel, something tugs on your leg. You can't tell if it's an animal or if you're caught in an underwater vine. Require challenge. Fight to escape. So, should we use a knife? Let's use our sword because it gives us plus two. Let's do that, yes. But like if I... But if as I long as you a, don't roll a one. But, but what if I do roll a one? Then we lose our sword. But we have to try. No, so. what? Let's use the bottle of water. Well, see, they, <laughs> they give us fighting bonuses on the right. sword. I know. Yeah. So, I know. Um, you know what? I'm going to use my pocket knife. Okay. Just just because I'm going to use it. So where's the dice? It's right here. Thank you. Rolls a four higher. Two or higher. Uh, two And that's good. Higher. Three. So I win, and I will draw clue number 20. The thing, whatever it is, wraps more tightly around your leg. It's pulling you down. Another tendril or tentacle slides around your neck. You pry it off, and with the last of your strength, you give a powerful kick, and you're free. Just like that, the thing is gone. You merge into a swimming pool with a lush pool house next to it. Lower danger meter by two, and go to swear card 23. Cool. We're back at the pool. <laughs> We've already done 23. Okay, so do we... So we're back there. Okay, so we already did story card 23, so we're back to here. Do you guys want to go to the cemetery? Sure. Well, Let's sure. Go check out the Let's go check out the dead okay, people. Okay, so we're going to raise our danger meter by two. Just for going? Yeah, whenever you do these, you raise your danger by two. I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. I did it last time. Okay. Okay. What card is it? It is card 21. Passing between a pair of stone angels, you enter an old family cemetery. There is a marble mausoleum in the center of the cemetery. A short set of stairs leads to a shadowy interior. Next to where you stand, a freshly dug grave yawns in the sunlight. You're in that. (laughs) (laughs) It's unsettling to think of climbing into it, but you see something shiny embedded in the dirt walls. Yep, it's a freshly cut grave with a shovel, and that's the picture here with the mausoleum right there, with a single door. 
why would you go down in the grave anyway? So, <laughs> so, over, over something so shiny. Ah, <laughs> uh, people live. <laughs> uh, but the, is there an option? What is yes. There? Okay. If, do you want to go into the mausoleum or do you want to enter the open grave? I'm going to go to the mausoleum. Yeah, I think mausoleum's a good choice. <laughs> what, you don't want to see the shiny thing, white no. girl? <laughs> Pretty positive when you die. <laughs> All right. Well, story card five for the mausoleum. Awesome. The mausoleum interior feels musty and cool. Something is dripping from the ceiling and landing in the corner with a plink, which is odd given that, has, that it hasn't even started raining yet. You also notice the mausoleum is bigger on the inside than the outside suggested. A stone sarcophagus lies before you in the center of the chamber with the word Marsden carved into it. It appears that others have been in the mausoleum recently. There's a freshly dug pit to the side of the sarcophagus, and an elaborate tunnel has been dug into the ground beside the nearby wall. You can see that the tunnel is lined with cement. Optional challenge, search around the sarcophagus, or remove the stone lid of the sarcophagus. Ooh, what do you guys think? There's a tunnel next to it? Well, oh, we, right, the now, challenges first. Yeah, right now, we can search around the tomb or open the tomb. But there's a tunnel somewhere. But but that's before. Okay, but right now, we're doing the optional of looking around. Or I say we it. open. I want to open it. We're going to die. I want to open it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice. All right, so we got to beat a three. Mm-hmm. It's a strength challenge. Are there any strength buffers? No, we don't. Six. Six. Okay, win. Draw clue 16. Bonus story choice. What? It takes some muscle, but you manage to remove the lid and are surprised to find that not only is there no body, but an opening to a secret passageway offers yet another way out of the mausoleum. Place this new story choice below at the bottom of story card 5. This option may be considered when you're ready to make your story choice. Oh, that's cool. So if we climb into the pit, we go to 16. If we travel through the tunnel, we go to 28. Or we can take the secret passageway. See the secret passageway. Let's be like the Viet Cong. <laughs> I'm down for secret passageway. I'm down for it. What <laughs> do we do? Clue number 24. Oh my god, that's so cool. You travel through the tunnel for what feels like forever. The light disappears and the tunnel eventually ends. You feel frightened and trapped. You want to run back and try the other routes out of the mausoleum. Before you go, you feel around in the dark. There's nothing in front of you or to the sides. You discover a mossy hatch in the tunnel ceiling. You turn the handle and the hatch opens onto a grassy path at the entrance to the hedge mage. Go to story card 12. Back at this freaking And we already did 12. Okay. Well, that sucks. <laughs> Wait, we have a map. Okay, so chapter one is done. We're ready to enter the house. It is complete. So I guess we will record that at a later time. Yes. So again, we are going to record these chapters by episode. So it'll be five episodes at total. Again, this game is called House of Dangers. Choose Your Own Adventure is released during Gen Con 2018. You can find it at most independent game shops and online as well. It is made by Z-Man Games, which you can check them out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. But that is it, guys. What do you think? What do you think so far after the first chapter? What do you think about the game? I don't think we're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> it's, this game is very interesting. You can definitely die. But the great part of this is that once you die, it's not over yet. You just read. You yeah, just since you're, you're a psychic. So if you do die, right. it's really just like a psychic impression you had right. of your death. And then you go back to the point you're at before and raise your danger meter yes. more. Okay, so it's like a safe spot. Right. So you don't you don't actually die. You just your danger meter raises up. And just to give the the people listening an idea, there's still like 15 cards that we didn't read in chapter one. There's a lot of choices that we didn't make that we could have seen in the game that we didn't get to. So uh, 
the choices you make definitely lead down different paths. And there's there's probably 250 there's, cards in total. I mean, right here, there's, I want to say, like, at least 15. There's, like, 20 clues we didn't even right. see. Right. So, you can't see everything in one playthrough. That's, right. That's the point. Exactly. Um, this is a really fun game. Um, I love playing it. As soon as you saw it in the comic shop, Common Ground Game Shop, um, I, we had to have it. The illustration of the case is beautiful and everything. It looks just like the old Choose Your Adventure books did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember those. I'm old enough. Uh, but guys, don't forget to check us out at RagingNerdsPod.com. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. All at RagingNerdsPod. Um, you can listen to us on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play, and many other podcatchers. And if you'd like to check out my show, uh, it's at mindfudgecomedy.com. We're also available on all those same places and some others. Uh, just do a search for Mind Fudge Comedy. If you'd like to follow me online, uh, my Twitter handle is at comicaljc. And if you'd like to check out my comic book, Speak No Evil, it's available at graybearcomics.com. That's G-R-A-Y. And uh, issue three is out now, so definitely pick it up. It's a really good comic. You should definitely check it out. Um, but shoot us a message. Um, my handle is at Thirsty Erica on Twitter and Instagram and other social media platforms. You can also email me at thirsty at ragingnerdspod.com. And a way to find me is at Dogfin Studios, which on Facebook, Twitter, I think there's an Instagram in there somewhere. <laughs> um, and of course, the good old fashioned email at Dogfin Studios at Gmail. Or, you know, Basic thing, rock through the window with a note on it. That works, too, sometimes. <laughs> but remember, this is Texas. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys for tuning in, and check out Chapter 2 of House of Danger next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.